Welcome to Episodes in Troubled Thinking, a podcast that explores the inside-out nature of life and how our thinking often gets us in trouble. This podcast is a collaboration between two transformative coaches, yours truly, Antti Vanhanen from Finland and Steven Nash from the UK. On this podcast, we take turns coaching each other on various topics and occasionally we'll discuss broader topics about being human. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Antti and Steve. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Episodes in Troubled Thinking. My name is Antti Vanhanen and I am joined by my co-host and good friend Stephen Nash. How are you Steve? I'm fine, I'm just sneezing at this moment. I'm fine, Antti. It's nice to speak with you. Uh, we've just been speaking a little bit before this episode and I'd love it if how we were speaking before the episode is how we're going to speak now. So let's see yes. if that's how it can be. Without, Very good. Uh, speaking without thinking somebody's going to be listening to this at some point. Exactly. And uh, normally before an episode like this, we have talked about, discussed what we're going to talk about. And today we haven't. So, so this topic that I'm about to propose is uh, is coming from totally from left field to you. You have no idea what we're going to talk about. And what I thought would be would be interesting is to play this little uh, game of pretend. And the game of pretend basically means that let's imagine that you find out that you have about 30 minutes left to live. And there's nothing else you can do except, you know, be where you are and, and talk. What's the message that you would like to, to share with the world in your, in your final 30 minutes on this planet? Ah, thank you very much, Hanty. Um, and, and now, can I just clarify, am I the only person that gets to do this or are you going to do this? Uh, well... I haven't gone that far, so I was going to ask you this question, and then we'll just see what happens, and maybe we'll do another one where we we change roles. I don't know. Well, I never. Well, I never. So I'm on my deathbed. Um, I've got them all grey and I'm all wrinkly. Uh, or I've just, I've just, uh, I've just been infected with some sort of disease, which is going to take me out in thirty minutes, and uh, people are listening in. They're leaning in and they want to know. What, yes. <laughs> they want to know what matters. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, like if, if you could, you know, tell people something, what, what would you like to tell them? Okay. So, well, at the moment, it looks like one of the things I want to say is uh, you're not who you think you are. Have a, have a look at in that. You're not who you think you are. This personality that you have, these ideas, these beliefs, these passions, what separates you from other people, what what makes you like, what what makes you uh, identify with another group, all of that, all of it, isn't who you are. Hmm. Have a look at that. Have a look at that on a more practical level because maybe that's not that useful what I would like I'd like hmm in when I watched the matrix with Keanu Reeves and um, 
others. I, I love that film, especially number one, mm. uh, the first one. Wow. In the in in the first film, he, uh, Keanu, who I don't think is a very good actor, is ignorant and he does ignorance very well and. Uh, Morpheus, uh, played by Lawrence Fishburne, does most of the explaining. Lawrence Fishburne is a great actor, so we get to understand because we're listening f from Morpheus. But in the second film, we get to hear it from uh, Keanu's point of view. And he explains a key thing in that film. I think it's the second film, but it might be the third. But I never got it. I've watched the film four or five times, and I never understood it because he kind of delivered the lines badly. And he was talking about the battle between the humans and the machine. He was talking about the battle between the humans and the machine. And he kind of said that the battle is part of the game. It's part of that level. And to get out of that level, you have to come above the battle. Come above the battle. You're not Defeating the machines is not victory. You're still in the game. Mm. You're still in the game. So... I would love it if people could look towards togetherness, uh, similarity, we're all the same. D irrespective of appearance, age, sexuality, notice what makes us the same. And if you have something that you think is important, Find a way to share that without making the other person wrong. Find a way to speak to their wisdom and not their ignorance, their beauty, not their ugliness. Find a way to speak to Donald Trump to get to feel to share your fear, your defensiveness, your whatever you think is wrong about this man and how he, how he sees the world try and speak to his wisdom and not his ignorance try and recognize you in him so to me to me when and i read i read a lovely quote about this actually a few days ago which kind of moved me when you're on one side of the argument i think you've lost because you're in the game Try and raise, get above, get above that level of, I'm on this side, you're on that. So is it is it communism? Is it socialism? Is it is it capitalism? Is it left wing? Is it right wing? It's none of those. Mm. That's the game. That's the game. Is it feminism? Is it racism? Is it anti-Semitism? Is it is it uh, uh, young? Is it old? Is it, is it the three principles? Is it non-duality? Is it uh, Byron Katie? Is it Christianity? Is it Islam? Is it, it's none of those. That's the game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that reminds me a little bit of the Alan Watts uh, quote, and I can't remember exactly how it went, but he talks about that, you know, if we, if we look at our blood, uh, or our digest digestive system under a microscope, you know, we, we realize that, you know, it's a, it's a mad conflict down there of, you know, you know, bacteria attacking other bacteria and, 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 you know, so forth, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's just all out war, right? And, 
because we have all these microorganisms and bacteria and, and so forth and yet that is totally vital for our ability to survive so so what seems on one level to be to be conflict and 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 chaos is actually uh totally normal and actually vital from another level you, you i i hear what you're saying auntie and um i get you i get you and maybe this conflict born from separation and difference maybe it will always be i would just love it if more and more people explored what else how else can i communicate or can we move can we progress is yeah. there another way without the other being wrong without you being right is mm. there another way now I think there is. Is it a better way? I, I part of me thinks it is, but maybe that's an error as well. But I'd just love, I'd love to explore that way. I'd love to explore non-adversarial, a non-adversarial way of moving. I, I'd love to explore. I'd love people to explore that. I was having a conversation with my mum a few weeks ago. Um, she lives in Spain. I live in UK. I don't see her very often, and we were having an argument about politics now that's kind of a common thing you know you speak yeah. with your parents or you speak with the children and they have a view and you have a view now it wasn't that type of conversation i i am a fan of jeremy corbyn although a lot of people detest him it wasn't that type of conversation my mum was complaining about politicians and i was kind of saying they're just human beings. What do you expect? They're just you and I. And then she was saying, I expect more from them. I expect them not, I expect them to do what they, they're meant to do. And, and I, I could see that this expectation was causing a suffering in my mum. And I, we, were, we were having an argument about politicians and she thought she expected more and I was expecting what I got. They're human beings. And I personally think politicians reflect uh, those that vote for them you know if Jesus came and wanted to be a politician no one would vote for him I'm guarantee you no one would no one would vote for him mm. um, why do you think Donald Trump got elected because he represents a lot of what is in us that maybe yeah. isn't listened to mm. so I was having an argument about politicians with my mum which is a bit like this, it's, it's a conversation about what would it be like if we stopped making them wrong and we could see that they were doing their best and it's actually a really difficult job, mm. what would that be like? But unfortunately I was arguing with my mum and in a sense I felt I failed because I was arguing and it didn't feel a useful way to, to, to point to something. Like it feels like arguing about non-conflict feels like a contradiction, but mm. it's that. It's a conversation. It's just, you know, once you've worn yourself out, but I'm right, no, I'm right, no, I'm right, no, I'm right. Once you've worn that conversation out, hey, maybe there's another way of being in the world. I'd, I would talk about that on my deathbed. You know, just see what's, see what's common in all of us. And it's there. I don't, you look at some Ku Klux Klan. You look at the most evil, inverted commas, Ku Klux Klan. They love their mother. They love their children. They're scared. Hmm. They don't like 
the black who who does not look like them they're just scared people yeah and they're loving people and sometimes the the, the fear becomes so real that they do things unspeakable things against the other I don't mm. care I don't like that but I understand it this three principles understanding I understand people so much more God but like, people make sense now mm. so I get what you're saying there's a maybe the conflict there's a guidance in it and life does what it does I'm just saying could we do it could we is it a better way is it a more loving way? Mm. You know, if people, if people in the LGBTQ community, they they want to be accepted and as for who they are, and to be able to be themselves without fear of hostility or physical violence against them. Mm. Of course, of course, but f when that cause or right means that you end up being hostile and violent to other people I think you've lost mm. I personally think you've lost you're in the game right yeah. you know uh, what's above rise above I'd say that auntie mm. thanks for asking I, I'd I like say that. that yeah yeah I, I like that I'm, I'm reminded of, of when it comes to politics about this um can't remember where I read it or heard it from but to really get an idea for how well you or or anybody else really understands the whole topic is to ask them to argue the other side's point of view right yeah so how would a like you ask a liberal person who is very much anti-Trump you ask them okay so now you are you need to argue for, uh, you know, like a pro-Trump, or, or as, as, some, as we might, you know, amusingly call them, uh, like a trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised that, that that doesn't become like a, like a name for Trump supporters, but that's another thing. Um, <laughs> and and just ask them, like, okay, now you argue their side, and then vice versa. Ask a, a Trump yeah. person to ar to argue for somebody who's who's more liberal, and then see can they actually make good convincing arguments from that point of view and if they can then they probably have a pretty good understanding of what's really happening but more often than not that we don't because we don't spend any time thinking about it because we just you know we, we stop like oh it's different than ours it's bad or it's wrong and and we don't go any further in our thinking it, 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 you know it's what I, this what i've just said it, it does come back to you know who you think you are like if I'm if I'm I'm kind of a socialist I'm kind of a socialist for the smallest probably okay mm -hmm. I probably am um, but that doesn't mean to say I can't see the value of capitalism sometimes and maybe even to be able to see the value of communism sometimes sometimes an idea might be useful but if I identify with being a socialist I have to reject any other idea now, how about I don't I do that? I just let's do the best thing for this moment. What's what's right now? Maybe it's a socialism idea or a capitalism idea. Who knows? Mm. But if I haven't, if I'm not identified with a position, I'm more open to the wisdom of this moment. Yeah. 
but it's that identification that seems to get in the way. You know, if I if I or if I allow this bit of socialism or that bit of capitalism or that bit of communism, yeah, um, you know, like the the idea that property is theft. On one hand, it's kind of nonsensical. I've been brought up in a capitalist society. Of course, it isn't. But on the other hand, of course, it is. On, mm. on, a, on a, from a spiritual sort of angle, how can you know, I'm dreaming in my dream and there's two people in my dream and one's got a car and one hasn't got a car. Nobody owns that car. In the dream they do, but, you know. So, in a, on another hand, property, yeah, I can see property being theft. But but, it, the, 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 there's lots of ideas uh, and maybe we can have this idea and then someone says, oh, well, that idea is... Ca- communism or that idea is capitalism now i've got to reject the idea mm. or oh, this idea is a is a masculine value and this idea is a feminine value now i've got to reject the idea if it goes against my what i believe and what my cause is it's it's like uh i don't know it's you 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 you're, you're, you're in the desert and you're dying of thirst mm. and somebody brings you a coca-cola and you don't like sugar you know, you're you're dieting. You can't yeah. drink it, or some, or, or you know, you you only like drinking Coca Cola. Somebody brings you some water. Can't drink that. Don't drink water. It mm. Doesn't taste of anything. You know, there's there's this there's abundance. There's this abundance. It seems in this universe, and we just shut down to it because it doesn't look right. It doesn't. It's not coming the form that I want it to come in. So I'm going to take say no to it mm. yeah. but life will keep at you <laughs> it will keep at you so you can't escape life and mm. what it's trying to point to yeah yeah indeed I, I like what you said at the beginning as well about you know pointing to your kind of self like you are not who you think you are or said another way is is the more you think you are something the more the world will appear that way yeah right the more you see yourself as a as a separate self uh the more it will seem to you that you need to compete and fend for yourself and strategize and make decisions and take action and improve yourself and and be a better person all of those things are they're exhausting. Yeah, so if you could, if you notice lots of hostile people or lots of people, lots of threatening people, lots of or people taking advantage of you, if you're noticing that, rather than make the world wrong, you, you get curious thinking, yeah. why am I creating this? What, what, where, where's this coming from? Why have I decided to create this? And then suddenly you've got an inquiry into yourself rather than the outside world trying to fix that. You're looking, oh, what's going on here? Why am I, you know, yeah. why am I dreaming up this? But And even if you didn't like it, you could still, you'd still be wondering in the right direction rather than wrong. Yeah. Like now the world's awful versus I must be in some kind of, I must be tired, I must, must be having a bad day. You know, I'm having a bad day. Mm. You know, like we get out of the bed the wrong side, as the expression goes. 
there's a sort of sense of doing that. All these things started going wrong, and lots of people started arguing me. I, you know, I must have got out of the bed the wrong way. Suddenly, it's it's, a, it's me, not the world. Mm-hmm. If there was that sort of understanding of of our relationship with the world, our our creation of it, that would be useful. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've watched some of these deathbed videos, mm. so-called. Oh, love more, and you know, work's not that important, and it it all kind of sounds a bit trite and a little bit, I don't know, unwise in some ways. Um, it kind of it sounds like I had to be on my deathbed before I could say this. And what's the use of that? What's the use of waiting that long? Why not say it before? I don't know if it was something that they could have said it before. I think it's they they speak generally that that in at that moment they, they just realize, see it. Yeah. yeah, they see like from that vantage point that they have then that's what truly seems valuable and what doesn't. Right? Like money and and reputation and career they suddenly don't seem so important. It, and it, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because they may have heard somebody say that on their deathbed when they were younger, oh. and it made no difference to them. Because sometimes you have to see it. You know, our coaching conversations they're about trying to point the client so they see it for themselves, and yeah. then boom. Exactly. But we talk about what we see. We talk about. And it's useful, but until they see it, and and talking about it is useful. I, you know, I was listening to Michael Neal a few years ago. He was talking about it more, talking about it more. You know, it helps. You, you, it helps you see it for yourself. It does. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. For for me, I. Or maybe maybe take a different track. Uh, do you mind if I ask you kind of like a like a sort of like a meta question, like a like a bigger picture question based on on kind of what we talked about so far? Yes. So you I will mind. ask you a question so you do for mind. our next episode. <laughs> no, I don't mind. Okay. Ask, and then I'm going to find a question to ask you in our next podcast. Perfect. Okay. Um, so, from your vantage point, that if we are all, everybody's living in their thinking. Right, that's all we're experiencing. What really matters to know? Well, apart from knowing that you're living in the feeling of your thinking and how, how your how your experience is created, well, what does even that matter to know that? So you're saying the organism is at, at war with itself. It doesn't need to be, but it doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. Yeah. So it's, what it's, would you need to know about? What, yeah. What,
I, I, other than you're not who you think you are, I, I, I've got nothing. I don't know. I really, I don't know what matters. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, if I was a microorganism in my body, it kind of matter that all these red blood cells would be attacking me. But uh, if I'm on the, pl if I'm on the moon, if, if there's somebody else who's on the moon and they're looking at this planet, they ain't bothered about what's going on inside this person's body. They're probably not bothered that 150,000 people are going to die when the sun, when the, you know, the earth does a rotation around the, the sun. Mm. They're not going to be bothered because, you know, life happens, life passes. It, it's all cycles. Yeah. So I guess it, not, nothing matters. Yeah. So yeah, on, on one hand, I can totally see that, right? That that if if it's just a dream, uh, then you know it doesn't matter because at some at the end of your life you're going to wake up, and to to what? Who knows? And and yet at the same time, you know, it's it's you know you can you know your path and my path and the the millions and billions of of, of paths that people are taking out there and they're they're seeking, you know, they're coping, they're, they're trying to improve themselves. And why does it matter for them? Why doesn't it matter for them? No, why does it matter? Why does it matter? Like, is there, is there something that is worth telling them? And if so, why? You're not who you think you are why to reduce suffering it's a game enjoy the game mm. you'll enjoy it more um, I enjoy my life the game of my life more there's still a little bit of suffering that seems to sort of want to be part of how I play the game <laughs> uh, there are people that seem to have a perspective, a space. So they could be parents, they could not be parents. They could uh, have had a lovely childhood, they could have had an awful childhood. They could be wealthy, they could be, they could be on the streets. But mm. somehow, it doesn't matter. They just get on with it. Yeah. Not because someone told them, because that's just how they know to play the game. They just, it just makes sense. And those people, they ride the bumps of life so much better. Stuff happens to them, but it, it doesn't matter. They just get on with it. You know, if you get knocked down, you, you find a way to get yourself back up again. Not because of some motivational video or a three principles teacher says so or anything. Mm. Because... You get knocked down, you get back up again. That's what you do. That's how you play this game. Don't you know how to play this game? Yeah. You know, do you see what I mean? Whereas some people could get knocked down and stay down because that's how you play that game. That's how you play the game. It's a game of suffering. Of course it is. Mm. It's obvious. Yeah. It, it, there's... Uh, that's... that's <clears throat> That's all. I don't know. I don't know any. Um, I don't know anything else to say, Auntie. Sorry. No, that's right. I'm, I mean, I realized I didn't do a particularly good job of uh, 
you know, leading leading uh, with the question and making it uh, obvious what I mean. And I suppose that's more to do with with my shortcomings. Um, well, do you have an answer for that question? Well, I I suppose that you know, life is sort of like um, like music, like a song or a symphony. That nobody really imagines that you know, like a song is supposed to improve as it goes along, or that the whole point of the song is to get to the end, right? That it's it's more that like music, like life, yeah. is more to be discovered in in every moment that it's kind of playing, and and as we're listening to it. And if we kind of get too caught up in you know improving our lives or having our lives be a certain way that you know we may we sometimes forget altogether how to that that we are supposed to live our lives yeah and you know like i look at i look at like uh, small children i look at animals and they know nothing about the principles and yet you know and they don't do any they don't do meditation and and they don't read books and uh, you know they don't try to improve themselves and yet they are awesome at life yeah right and and I think that's the kind of part that 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 we have forgotten somehow as a as a kind of like a Western culture that we're in such a race to compete and become something that we don't understand that the game that we're playing is every time we set ourselves a goal that I will be happier when I get that or I will feel secure when I get that the game we're playing is that we've just we've just made uh, kind of a, an, an, an invisible agreement with ourselves that says I can't be truly happy or I can't feel truly secure until something in the outside world happens so yeah yeah I was going to say, uh, my life will begin properly when. Exactly, exactly. And and, and that to me is, uh, at the moment, it seems the, the biggest thing that, that I, I would like to communicate to people that uh, let go of kind of expectations of how things should be and and, you know, what you're supposed to, what you think you should have and so forth. And the more I think we live without expectations, then the more naturally we just kind of, we live and accept what's right in front of us. So there's kind of a, there's a, like an innate gratitude for being in the game, full stop, that, that that's kind of noticed before anything else. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sort of like um, the Viktor Frankl quote that he said that happiness cannot be pursued. Happiness must ensue. And it's when we forget about ourselves by getting so absorbed in well living life or, or, or doing something which is you know like just another way of saying living life uh, that's when when joy sort of naturally arises and and but when we kind of directly seek happiness or success or security or so forth we're always on some level subconsciously communicating to ourselves that that we don't have it Right? So we live in the lack of it until the very moment that we get it. And then we might feel happy for a couple of hours or a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And then it's not enough. And the kind of whole cycle begins anew with a bigger goal. Yeah. Yes. Because 
it's if you make it outside of us we have to keep changing yeah what, what we're what we've what we're chasing yeah and what i at the moment kind of how i see life for myself is in a, in a way that i would call or i live my life in a profoundly unintellectual way and, and, and by that, I don't mean that it's stupid or I make stupid things or I'm not interested in learning new things, but more that uh, I don't spend so much time monitoring what I say and do. And even if I say something stupid or negative, I don't give myself a hard time about it. I sort of make a mental note and then I move on. And it occurs to me or I've realized that self-punishment isn't actually necessary for learning that in fact it's often very counterproductive so i just yes. sort of get on with my life and spend very little time thinking about um you know myself and how i look and and is this the right thing today or say or is this the best strategy or am i coming across as you know positive enough or, or whatever right and i just kind of just get on with it yeah and the, the the huge benefit of that is that i mean of course i still have the the kind of voice in my head that wants to kind of judge everything and wants to turn everything into a good or a bad or or something to be pursued or something to be avoided or or, or destroyed but i spend very little time giving that voice uh attention and a platform to kind of have an, have a big impact on my life, and it's it's rather amazing how how effortless and and easy life becomes when you just do what occurs to you, and stop spending so damn much time in your head. You know, I when I was when he was speaking, I was thinking you stop listening to the Donald Trump in your head quite so much, basically. <laughs> yeah, perhaps in some ways, yeah. Yeah, that's really lovely, Auntie. Actually, thank you. Uh, I like what you were saying there. Um, yes. Yeah. The, the it's 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 useful to be examined to to examine ourselves and our 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 ways and what we're doing a, a little, a little, a little, but but not we're we're overdoing it. There's yeah. there's no space. There's no there's no there's no two-year-old sort of free and exploring life and just playing and exploring and 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 stretching themselves there's just yeah. too much second guessing examining and introspection and stalling and intellectualizing and and, and pressure you know to kind of yeah get <clears throat> achieve results and and, <clears throat> and have it it has to go a certain way and you know i look at you know, this this could be like another episode uh but I've been speaking a lot to, to friends who work in, in, in various different businesses about the different problems that they're having. And it seems to me that so much, I'd say at least 90%, isn't so much to do with the, the problems that people have at work are not so much to do with like the market conditions and, and you know, supply and demand, but it's more to do with, uh, you know, behaviors and policies and, and, and processes in, in the firms that are built out of fearful thinking. Yeah. And yeah. so we have all these um, 
these processes that are totally aimed at uh, you know compliance and and reducing mistakes and there's no room for anything spontaneous or, or anything outside the box that if you came up with a, with a great idea how to do something how to you know make something more efficient or build it better than ever before or create more customer value all the processes that are in in, in, in these firms they basically fight you tooth and nail because they're kind of like put in place and those are kind of like the train tracks on which the company is designed to run but what they kind of miss is that the that the environment in which any business especially today when when the market changes so fast in almost every industry is like laying train tracks and expecting that this is how the train is going to go for you know the next 10 or 20 years is, is, a, is a little bit ludicrous yeah and on a smaller level that's what we're like ourselves we've, we've got our own train tracks we've got our own sort of processes and procedures in place and we we won't accept another one because it's taken me 20 years to come up with this procedure i'm not going to just change it yeah you know because it sounds good but it goes against how i do things yeah exactly and it's the same yeah there's a there's a there's a freedom wanting to be explored and tasted and all in every moment and often we're rejecting it for something that worked previously yeah exactly and you know a lot of times i even notice what happens is that we start instead of you know we do something that we enjoy right like maybe you go for a walk or you have a cigarette or whatever and you enjoy it and that's all great that we keep doing it but then what happens a lot of times is that at some point we don't really genuinely feel like doing it but we kind of want the effect that comes from doing it right and and so we so we sort of start exploiting that that habit you know to go for a smoke as a as a means to an end and that's when it seems to me that a lot of times the true enjoyment, the true satisfaction that, that was there before, it starts to go missing. Just on a kind of a, perhaps a more, more personal level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and there's, it's not the best way to play the game. Mm. And yet it is a way to play the game. Indeed, it definitely is. It seems to be the, the main way that the game gets played. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to add here before we wrap it up? No, I think... Uh, no. Thank you for the question. It was interesting. Um, thank you for... Thank you, because I haven't articulated that before, so thank you. Mm. I like saying things that <laughs> I haven't said before. Yeah, indeed. So uh, here's, to, here's to saying new things in the future as well. Indeed. Right. Thanks, Auntie, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode, number 51. Indeed. Thank you, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to episodes in Troubled Thinking. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we would really appreciate it if you took a minute to leave an honest review on iTunes, because this will help other listeners discover us as well. We hope you have a great week, 
and we'll be back with a brand new episode next week.